0: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow, their baggies today. Their baggies right, right now. Right now. Right now. Right
1: now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben
2: Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> It's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. <laughs> we changed the wrong thing, too. On 97.3 The Fan.
2: Good morning, everybody. Bed Woods, 97.3 The Fan. We've got our heads right on a Thursday. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Reindel, executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Benjamin Higgins. Basketball. Benjamin Higgins, I um, I, I imagine, is going to make several several dozen appearances today.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the hoops yeah, 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 night last no, no, no. night. I'm not talking about it. Uh, no, I'm not talking about no, it. I'm no, no, say. just saying. <laughs>
4: that's all I'm Sit, saying. S- shut your mouth. Just, just, shut your mouth. <laughs>
2: uh, he is going to...
4: Put your pants back on. He's going <laughs> to
2: lose his mind today on this radio show. I promise you. I made the uh, sacrifice to stay up and watch the game. It was a great game. But now I'm exhausted and feel like death. But I was telling Polly this morning. This it was, wasn't
1: even one of the later ones. Now, it was late for me. It was it a seven on, o'clock tip. It did go eight. on forever, but it yeah. was it, I mean, it was a seven o'clock tip. Sometimes they tip off at eight. At o'clock. eight, that, that I cannot do. That and I, I mean, it's shorter do. than a baseball game. You you watch baseball games that start at seven. Oh, I was just
2: I was just saying I got to train myself again. You know, it's ten thirty every night during the baseball season. But that's the that's the labor of love. With basketball, it's the labor of like. Minorly. I minorly like it. So, so a labor of love is different. If you, you'll forego sleep for certain things. And I think we all know what I'm talking about. No problem there. None. You want, yeah? Right? The, yeah, 10 o'clock. Sure. I'm in. Let's go. Right? You'll stay up and be like, ah, I'll, I'll suffer a little bit tomorrow, but it's no big deal because I get this. When you
1: just casually like something, you're like, "Now it didn't." Are you saying that not tonight? I'm tired. Is just a one way excuse from them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Wake me up You've from never... a dead sleep <laughs> at two a.m. You you like, never... Right. You've never used yep, that excuse before.
2: No, I've used the. Uh, I'm too drunk <laughs> to, to, to do that. Uh, but no, the uh, the. Not now. I'm tired. It's not, you don't hear that much. Not in my house, at least. I'm
4: exhausted. Don't think I've ever said
2: that. No, before. God, yeah. Like Polly said, you can wake me up from a dead What? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're still
4: dreaming? What the you'll, hell? You'll, you'll sorry. For, who are
2: you? You'll forego sleep for something that you enjoy, right? Uh, but when you just casually are, are interested
1: in something, it's a little bit tougher. So that game. So you get a nudge, nudge, 2 a.m., and somebody yeah. goes. Want some tacos? You're I'm like, like Abs- yes. Abs- I love tacos. Absolutely. I will. I will wake yeah, up well, for tacos right bring,
2: now. I'll take. Uh, yeah, yeah, bring me a coffee too, and I'll eat those tacos <laughs> right here this morning. Uh, so yeah, I was up late. It's just late for me. I the the sacrifice is is I need my rest to do a good show, and so I didn't get my rest. So I don't know that today I'm going to be great. I'm going to try my very best though. That I that I promise you, I will leave it on the field. I'll leave it
4: all out on the field today as I usually do. Uh, as we all do. I had to uh, remember that it was a 7 o'clock tip off last night because it was past 9 o'clock. And I th- swear to God, I looked at the, the clock and it still said there's <laughs> like 11, 11 minutes left in the second half. I go, what? It's like what the top hell top. is yeah. happening? This I game's know. taking forever. I know, I know. just exhausted <laughs> all the
2: time. And then baseball season's around the corner and those games will drag sometimes. And you're like, bro, wrap this up. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's. Uh, how was everybody's day yesterday? Uh, anything normal or
4: anything abnormal? Paul, you went to the doctor. Yeah, got a little blood work done. Blood work? Just uh, we switched providers, so it's just a, like a general physical checkup.
2: Benjamin?
1: I have very uh, little out of the ordinary to report from yesterday. It was a, um, I exercised, I worked, I did my normal stuff. I grabbed some dinner, and I watched a basketball game. What did you I, have for dinner? I had a poke bowl, which I feel like is a healthier choice. You know, you get to some rice and then some raw fish and then add some veggies on top of it. I've been...
4: I also had fish, but Did you? I,
1: I've been doing the uh, the griddle almost
2: every night. Yeah. You, either, you have a griddle? I have a griddle. Griddle me this. I need some new recipes. And here's where we're at in my house. I need to find a... Uh, I need to find a provider. We're to the point now where I need to just find a food provider because the uh, it's excruciating every night. It's it's yeah, I get anxiety. It's six o'clock in the morning. And I'm already sick to my stomach about what do you want for dinner? What do we want? What do you want me to make? I'm just, it's just, I'm over it. I just, I'm over it. So I need to find like, hey,
1: this is what this company sent, and I'll. When you were growing up, did your your mom did most of the cooking at home.
2: Yeah, I mean, my dad would do the grilling. My mom would do the cooking, but she worked and he worked. And we, I, 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 honest to God, I couldn't tell you what was we ate there.
1: there. I, I couldn't tell you. So there wasn't like a set night, like some people, like oh, Monday is chicken night and Tuesday is meatloaf night. We and eat Wednesday chicken every t-. night. No, but I mean, it growing up, you didn't have like because some people had set nights at their house, like oh, Tuesday it's taco, taco tacos Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday night on Wednesday we always have spaghetti. On Thursday they just it was kind of set in stone.
4: We had like
2: unofficial
4: official days.
2: I I could not tell. I feel like we ate a lot of chili's takeout when I was like in high school. I feel like I ate my mom was a big here. Here's my credit card. Go get dinner. All right. Cuz this is pre DoorDash days and honestly the only thing you could get delivered when we were when we were coming up Ben in the streets was pizza and Chinese food. And that was it. And if you didn't, if you wanted something other than pizza or Chinese, you had to go pick it up. But when you're 16 and you have a driver's license, you're like, yeah. What do you need me to do? You need to go get the oil change. I'll do it. So I was going to get dinner every night for the family. But I feel like we ate a lot of takeout uh, coming up, and we're not, we're trying not to do that in our house. I've got the time to plan menus and cook. I'm okay at it. I don't make bad food, but it's it's trying to satisfy every. My wife, the other, I made the other night. I made hibachi chicken and veggies, and shrimp, and it was delicious. I mean, it tasted like Benihana, benihana light. I even Googled what kind of oil they cook with at Benihana, safflower, which I've never heard of. Safflower. Safflower. Safflower? That
1: seems like an amalgam of two things. It does. Saffron and sunflower sunflower oil. oil. This is
2: safflower. Safflower. So I found it, so I even went home, and I got that. I got some garlic, like garlic seasoning for the butter to make it like Benihana, so I made it. And it was delicious. I loved it. She goes, yes, last night when I went to the store to get food for dinner, she goes, can you get, like, better vegetables? And I was just like, all right, I'm done. I don't It's like, I'm just, I'm at my wits end. I don't know what to do. The kids barely eat. I'm just, I'm I'm at my wits end. I need to find a place that just sends me meals, and I'll pay for it, whatever you need. Like, I'm just... To that point. I've, you know, dinner can be a very stressful, it's so
1: stressful time for people.
2: Well, and then every night, my like I said, my five-year-old walks up and goes, oh, disgusting, before he even sees what's on the plate. <laughs> it could be cheesecake smothered in Hershey syrup, and he's going to go, Oh, disgusting.
1: It's just, I just don't know what I to do. I was say. having this uh, discussion with my colleague Steve Smith last night because he was saying his kids all like different things. Like, one of them hates pasta. Said, really? How do you hate, how do you hate pasta? pasta? He was going to say he has the same question. How do you hate pasta. The other one hates tacos. So, you know, it's taco night, but one of them won't eat it. It's pasta night, but one of them won't eat it. And it's always someone is not on board with the program. So,
2: my dad said, when he was growing up, his dad, you know, we're talking the 50s, 60s, right? So his dad worked at the Ford factory in Detroit, Michigan. And his mom was a homemaker. So that dude came home every night, and there was like a roast some potatoes, veggies, salad, and dessert every single night. I could feasibly do that. I have the time, and I have the time and and can go and plan it. I I just feel like I'd be spinning my wheels. I feel like it's not healthy enough. I can make, like, really good food, but we also are trying to eat healthy, so it's hard to make something healthy, delicious, that everyone will like at the same time.
1: Yes. Does that make sense? It's almost impossible. It's almost
2: impossible. So at this point, I don't know. I'm about to just go, you know what? Everybody, you're on your own. (laughs) I'm going to make what I want. You make what you want. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But I know that it's 6 o'clock in the morning. uh, You know, I'm 10 hours away from dinner because we eat really early. I'm 10 hours away from dinner. I'm already a panicked mess about what I'm going to make tonight because I've done hibachi the last two nights. Last night I did steak and shrimp and veggies. And so I don't know what to do. I'm just a wreck about it. Roman tweets in, you have a griddle? I had no idea. Yes, Yes. I have a griddle. It is fantastic. Glenn says, go to Costco for prepared meals. Helps with dinner when you're strapped with time. I'm not strapped for time. I'm not. If I go to Costco, is it healthy, number one? Will my whole family eat it, number two? That's the that, yeah. I
1: go shopping at Costco a lot, and I sit over that big giant tray of mashed potato with the butter pats, hundred percent all over it. I go, yes, I would. Like I could to eat bring the whole thing, home, and then, and then what would happen? I would eat it, and that's not a good thing. The, that's a problem. That's the deal too.
2: Is like I can I can go do that, hundred percent. I just they just have to be healthy,
1: ish, and they have to be delicious, and the kids have to want to eat it. It's just. I go through the frozen food aisle and I see world's best mac and cheese and I go, oh yeah, that would be how about it would be delicious. How about I don't I don't need it. I certainly don't need that much of it in my own house. It's twenty
4: twenty three. Can we not figure out like how to how to make mac and cheese for example that's healthy the the same style the same way you love the way it tastes. But where like you could eat it often and not gain two hundred pounds. The answer
2: is yeah, Paulie. You know how you do it? You get cauliflower <laughs> pasta. You put uh, vegan cheese in it,
1: and you're like, all right, that won't taste the same. It's not going to taste the same. I like you know what? Science has let us down here. They try. They have really tried with the whole you know fake meats like Impossible. Yep. Burgers and and all the different. I've had some of those. You can't ta- You really can't some, taste some, the difference. Some are getting better, but it, you would have thought by now they could have invented the unhealthiest foods that taste exactly like the foods that you want. You but would have, are completely healthy for
2: you. You would have thought that they would have what I call the machine. You would have thought that they could have invented the machine, the machine where you step in and it sculpts your body the way you want it.
1: That's what. Yes,
2: that's nice. what they should have invented.
1: Okay, I want uh, you know the Jetsons food-o-matic, where yeah, just, you just say what you want, and it just, there it is, and it's, oh, and it's great. I want to stab myself every single night with this bit. I mean, every
2: night, I'm like,
4: <laughs> I would eat chicken fettuccine Alfredo every single night Correct. if I could, yeah, if no it doubt. was healthy. No doubt. No doubt.
2: I'm, no, not a chance, though. I'm just a wreck. I'm a wreck about it every day, and I just get panicked at dinner. I get mad every night at dinner. Taylor now won't eat, so he throws his dinner. And I just flip out. every time. I'm just like, I'm done. Like, I don't know what to do. I know?
1: mean, you know, and evolution is what's hurting us here because, you know, our ancestors, they needed, you know, they needed, if they had the opportunity to consume a great deal of calories, that was great. 100%. Oh, wow. You know, I may, never, I may not get another I, meal for, for two seven days. days so. <laughs> I've, I've got this, you know, high fat content carbohydrate meal. This is a great thing for me. Yet We still crave it. You would have thought by now maybe we could have evolved like oh my god steamed broccoli is just the greatest thing and then you know ice cream eh, it's just i don't really like it that much you <laughs> no evolution like we'd really Bastards. love no we'd really love the healthy stuff and the not healthy stuff would be distasteful to us. So blame t-
4: the cavemen for not going, oh, is that an Oreo? Oh, this is great. I can yeah. live off of
1: this.
2: Beans tweets in, health is overrated. Yeah. I mean, you say that until, you know, I don't want to be the 55-year-old dad, which is not that far away, mm-hmm. and, you know, die, drop dead of a heart
4: attack, and my kids are without a dad.
2: That's That's where I'm coming from. My wife, you know, feels the same way. Uh,
4: Fifty-five for you. That's inside of the uh, Xander Bogart's deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I told you when Xander's done here,
2: I'm gonna be fifty-nine years old or something. So like, like it's so weird to wrap my head around a fifty-eight-year-old me like, Let's go, let's go, pick it up, old timer. Like it's gonna be it's so weird for me that Xander's gonna be in this town for that long in a Padres uniform. I mean, I said it the day they trained him, I go. When he's done, I'm going to be 58 years old or something. It yeah, it's just nuts. It's just nuts. So I don't know. If I've tried the um, – years ago, I tried Blue Apron. <laughs> good food. Six-hour preparation time. 700 ingredients. I need something that's good, that doesn't look like you bought it at a gym with a cardboard piece of chicken and a little bit of steamed broccoli. I can make that every night. I need, I need something. I don't know what it is, but I need something.
1: All right, well, those are first world problems that it we've is. got going on right it here. Is. Uh, speaking of baseball, it is that time of the year where you're starting to see your full spring training previews for your favorite ball club here. Uh, we tend to choose the San Diego Padres as our favorite ball club, which means coming up at 8.35 this morning, we're going to be joined by A.J. Casavell from MLB.com. Padres beat writer who is uh, fully into spring training preparation mode already as get ready for the Padres to report to Peoria, Arizona in just About four days now, you'll see the first pitchers and catchers officially reporting a lot of them are already out there getting ready for the spring. So that's 835, of course. We are getting closer now, just three days away from Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Eric Adelson, our NFL insider, will be with us at eight a.m. this morning. We're also going to go through some of the prop bets for Super Bowl Fifty Seven uh, today. You sent me some yesterday that are ridiculous. They are. I, I mean, that they're was just, the longest list that, of prop bets it, it I've was ever seen,
2: like forty minutes long to scroll down, and some of them are
1: insane. I can't imma- I can't believe you can bet on some of this stuff. And uh, as as you, we mentioned, it was a. A wild basketball night. We watched the San Diego State game, but then uh, all the trades that were breaking yesterday evening in the NBA. I thought the Lakers had the big one, but it turned out, no, the Phoenix Suns trumped everyone. If you're just waking up, you may not even realize Kevin Durant is on the Phoenix Suns this morning. So yeah, we got some basketball news. Absolutely. We'll get to all of that. Daily Diddy selection. Uh, Woods lost it again. Again. Take on Woods. Cool. Listener Joe gets the pick today. The good news is you can't lose today. That's true. It's real or fake, so you don't lose a daily Diddy selection on real or fake. And I don't know if uh, Listener Joe is going to pick Guy or some other band. We don't. We didn't know like yesterday's selection from Dexter. Only uh, Paulie knows. Right. We'll find now. out coming up next with Ben and Woods getting started here on a Thursday. Glad to have you with us. Let's get our first check of traffic and get rolling here on ninety-seven three the band.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today.
4: I was seven years old
3: when I got my first pair, and I stepped outside and I was like, "Mama, this air bubble right here is gonna make
2: me fly." I hit that cord and when I jumped, I
3: jumped, I swear I got so high. I touched the net, Mom, I touched the net. This is the best day of my life. Air
4: masses were next, that air bubble, that mesh, the box smell
2: the stuffing the is cool I was so cool I knew that I could increase I mean, it's, Fordham, him. it's more Macklemore, we've played Macklemore now two days in a row played it yesterday when we did our musical discussion right yeah
1: it's more
2: macklemore than I thought we'd ever play on this program he was really funny in the show Dave he was really funny playing himself. Uh, he was great,
3: but I'm too old for this.
2: What's the name of the song? This is called Wings. And who won this yesterday? What was his name? Joe. Joe. There you go, Joe. Mclemore, Wings for you. Is that hard to do this? Do you think this is difficult to put this together? I think my
1: instinct. My instinct says no. It's much easier than. A song. Say, you know, actually singing and composing a song. But I think it could also be really bad if you do it poorly. <laughs> I agree with that Spoken well. word yeah. type slam
2: poetry. So like I was going to
4: say, it's almost like poetry. Yeah. More than music or rap.
2: Maybe
1: I'll do one about radio someday. I'm sure you would do an excellent job. You think so? Yeah, you, know, you know the subject well. Yep, true. I love it. Wow. You've got a good sense of timing and rhythm. And I like, I love the, you know, I love the medium, so there you go. Congratulations, Joe. Will I be in your, your slam poetry rap song? Of course you would be. Both of you guys would make an appearance. What rhymes with Paul? A lot of things. Call. Fall. Doll. Doll.
2: Paul, and Paul's a doll.
1: (laughs) Fall. Call. Ben doesn't have a lot of great rhyming words. No, hen, <laughs> hen, Zen. Yes, that's not, that's not, not bad. bad. Zen Ben. You want to talk some basketball here? Or you want to wait? Uh, no, we can talk a little bit of basketball. Let's get to the breaking news at least because I feel like a lot of people went to bed last night and didn't didn't hear about the big trade. That went down, because I think uh, the breaking news, the the Woge Bomb came around 10.15 last night. It was um, like
4: 1 or one thirty on the East Coast. Yeah, I
1: mean, Scott Van Pelt was ready to go home and wrap up his, his Washington, D.C.-based <laughs> sports center. And you could just see the, like he said, well, I guess we're we'll going to be here until 5 a.m. fixing this show, because we just did an entire hour that is now completely irrelevant. And because, uh, you know, it replays, so they got to they got to fix it up tight before he leaves for the night. Uh, because yeah, the uh, the Phoenix Suns on the very first day, basically of their new ownership, because they introduced their new owner in a press conference yesterday. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Matt Ishbia, former SDSU walk-on basketball player who made a billion dollars <laughs> in the in the home mortgage business. Yeah, he's he's forty three years old. He's a billionaire. Oh, I have... played on uh, played on Steve Fisher's basketball team. I believe he's wow. a walk on. That's amazing. And now owns the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury. And yesterday was like like official day one of ownership. He sends four first round draft picks, and he sends uh, Mikel Bridges and Cam Thomas and Jay Crowder to the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren. And now, I mean, the Phoenix Suns look for all intents and purposes, is, is potentially the favorites now to win an NBA championship in the West. I mean, there are a number of loaded teams in the Western Conference, but there's a number of loaded teams across the NBA. But, uh, you know, that, that Suns team looks very, very good with a, a healthy KD down the stretch, if he is. Is he healthy, though? I mean, he's been hurt, but he's supposed to be coming back here, so... The health will miraculous. Remember when
2: James Harden lost forty pounds I mean, overnight? They, had, they already had Devin. Devin <laughs> when he wanted to get Devin Devin traded. My favorite ball. Bets.
1: I mean, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and now Kevin Durant all together in that lineup. Did it's we
2: formidable? Did we ever figure out what how James Harden lost forty pounds in two days? Remember, he wanted to get traded so badly,
4: and he, he was, was like he a low... like he was like. He had, like, a beach ball under his sweatshirt. He looked like me in a jersey. Next day, he
2: comes out. He looks like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. It's like, what happened? What happened overnight, dude? So, you know, my uh, the the guy that owns the San Diego Seals, jo- Joseph Ty, um, owns the Brooklyn Nets as well. Uh, I have a degree of sympathy for him because I think in his mind, when he put together that team, that he put together in Brooklyn, he probably envisioned a ring or two. Yeah? Well you get you get the star power that he had there, the the caliber of players that he had. And now it's it's
4: gone. Kyrie They just put all their chips in the absolute wrong types I of players. Thi- I
2: feel like that's that's what every happened. Every single
4: guy every single star, Ben Simmons, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, all super problematic.
2: Massively problematic. And and but then you have to ask yourself is it the organization? Like, what's so bad? Why didn't they want to play there? Because they all initially wanted to play there. They all wanted to be together. They wanted to play there in Brooklyn. Seems like a fabulous place to play with a great owner. I know him. He's been a phenomenal
1: owner for the Seals. Um, it, it just you can't you couldn't ask for a better owner. It's funny because I I don't think the problem was that they they didn't get along with each other. It just didn't work. It just didn't work for some reason or. So, so, maybe tough. just their individual personalities just didn't, is that the, is didn't that, mesh for a great team. I don't even know exactly what went wrong.
2: Like, is that, is basketball the hardest one to gauge? The hardest one to look at and say, yeah, on paper, on paper, this should be a, a juggernaut of a team? Is that the hardest one to, to, to,
4: combine the chemist you know, get the chemistry right? It feels I mean, so like it is. Like everybody, and there's only five guys on the floor. Five guys on the floor. And everybody wants Sharing one ball. ball. They're sharing
2: <laughs> one ball.
1: Yeah, and it's the it's the most, it's the most, cor- like if you're choreographed, I mean, football, obviously you got to run the plays. Yeah, you got to run the plays to perfection. you almost have to like instinctually know yeah. where your teammates are at any mm-hmm. given moment without even... Really looking. You have to have the eyes in the back of your head, like, implicit trust of exactly a- absolutely. where they are. A, a quarterback and a receiver have to have that as well. Like, I'm throwing this pass before you break. Oh, yeah. And it'll be there because well, I trust
2: you're going to be where you're supposed well, to be. Yeah, but we've also worked on that a thousand times. Like, we've run this play over and over and over. Basketball, I feel like, is a lot more improvisation. Impro- yeah, you have to improvisation plays,
1: but a lot of the plays in basketball require the two guys to make the same read at the same time Correct. Like, all right i'm the point guard and i see how the defense is lined up yep. and i'm trusting you see it the same way which means you're breaking <laughs> you for the cut whole, yep. for like an alley-oop, and i'm throwing it up there and if we're not on the same page it it's, it's gonna not, not going to work out it's going to look ugly yeah. I, I feel like that
2: is probably the toughest one to gauge man of, of getting you know more than 5 guys obviously but th- you're starting 5 to really gel and it just didn't work in brooklyn and I, you know, you look at the returns that they got. Sure, maybe will help that team in in a few years, but I don't know, man. I, I, I. There's a part of me that feels bad, you know, because it's like you 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 put all your eggs in those baskets. You you tried to win that chip. It, you didn't really come that close, and now you know you've broken up this team, and now Kevin Durant off to his fourth. And, and Bridges 13. is a
1: really good player, but you know, obviously the Nets aren't going to recover until they cash in some of those first round picks either make them or trade them for something else at some point so yeah and they're i mean they're a playoff team and it's got to be frustrating for the nets fan base we have a i believe a nets fan joining us later on the show today aj Casavell is he a nets fan that's i believe so that's his squad i think that's his basketball squad so this comes on the heels of course of the Kyrie trade but earlier this week he made his debut for the mavericks yesterday they played great uh traded Russell Westbrook got rid of him and added D'Angelo Russell and a couple of nice pieces. I mean, Lakers definitely got better. The problem for the Lakers is they didn't get better than the, the Suns or the Nuggets or the Clippers or probably the Warriors. I mean, they just they got better. They put
4: themselves in the position to maybe make like the, the 9 or the 8 seed. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I, I mean, but they're not, I don't think they're passing all of these other juggernauts right now, super rosters that are being created. And we're a little late, but I just, you know, you think about the net situation, Why, you don't want
2: guys on your team that don't want to be there. And I think that they forced, you know, you force somebody's hand, and uh, you know, you don't get the return that you, the absolute best return you could have possibly
1: gotten. Um, and I think it goes back to Kyrie. Kyrie was the one who didn't want to be there. You know, he said it when he got to Dallas, didn't feel respected, whatever that totally means in Brooklyn. And then once Kyrie was gone, I think Kevin Durant, well, I mean you know it was hard enough winning with a superstar next to me like Kyrie it's now I certainly don't feel like this is the right place for me anymore there's a better yep. situation and and then he was out the door as well within a couple of days interesting
2: interesting stuff the uh, NBA trade deadline never disappoints no it was <laughs> it, uh it never does and it's
1: uh they still a few more hours I think it's three three o'clock oh this God. afternoon is it three mm-hmm. eastern noon pacific or something like that uh, we, we definitely have a few more hours for another 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. All right, Pacific. so it's like four and a half more hours before the trade deadline. All right, we'll come back. Uh, as Wood said, I had the longest list of prop bets. We'll have to narrow some of them down uh, for Super Bowl 57 coming up this weekend. Uh, and then we'll get into, you know, real or fake. Don't do this as well. It's and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, The Fan.
2: Something very interesting just happened in the uh, Ben and Wood studio.
1: Very weird, and I didn't know. It <laughs> yes, would... it was. It was incredibly weird.
2: No, not that conversation.
1: No, no. I know what you're talking
2: but about. But when you tease, let's do the prop yeah. bets, I, we turn the mics off, I go, don't you want to talk about the Aztecs? I figured you'd be
1: chomping and champing at the bit. I just felt like you couldn't do back-to-back basketball. Absolutely segments. I can. Can you? Yeah. You can basketball woods
2: is in the house.
1: This hour ninety seven three the fan is brought to you by Five Hour Energy. Visit fivehourenergy.com. Remember college? Five hour energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover Five Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Five Hour Energy. Com. So I, I finally sit and watch an entire game, and Ben's like, ah, we'll get to it later. I'm like, are you
2: kidding me? I've got things to say.
1: <laughs> I tweeted at the end, that game was a root canal combined with toe fungus. It was. I it mean, was. in terms of basketball, just, you know, artistry, it was It was just horrific. It was such a terrible game and not that in every sense the Aztecs played poorly or even that Utah State played poorly but it was it was so choppy I mean the officials the scores table first of all broadcast they they couldn't they couldn't get the they couldn't get the shot clock or the game clock to work properly (laughs) at the D. Glenn Smith spectrum in Logan Utah it just kept randomly stopping all the time and the officials would have to stop the game go over to the scores table for like four minutes to oh I, I seven seconds ran off the clock. Let's reset it. So was
2: that tomfoolery or was
1: that a, a no, mechanical I, I, I error? Think that was just incompetence slash mechanical errors that were going on. Uh, it happened all. It happened throughout the entire game, though. The shot clock was a mess. It wouldn't reset when it was supposed to. It wouldn't start when it was supposed to. And then you had uh, you know Mountain West officiating is oh, is, God. is rough on its best day, and this was not its <laughs> best day by even close. Uh, You just had bizarre foul calls. Uh, You know, they they all of a sudden started calling technicals all over the place. There was a a weird incident in the first half when Darion Trammell got ejected from the game for leaving the bench. Yet it was a timeout and everyone was getting up from the bench to go into the huddle. And he was no he wasn't any further than anyone else he was dude he was on he the was, floor he was like he, he was walking f- toward the bench he, he no, was on he the was, floor no he was he was he was I'm, not in the game at the moment are
2: you sure because I'm watching it
1: if he was then it really was a bad call come e- he come got- here watch
2: he's on the floor right or is that yeah, him right there
1: that's him right there. yeah no he's coming from the bench Oh, to dap everybody up. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. he's just dabbing everybody up. Yeah. They're coming just in. As, as they're getting into their huddle, which the takes place, you know, a few steps away from the bench. You have to, as a as a player who's not in the game, when a timeout is called, you're supposed to get up and join your teammates in the huddle, which is what he was doing, and it was the Utah State player. Who then walked by and then put a finger right oh, in his
2: chest. You saw my tweet. And, I said, and, You put a finger in my face, I'm biting he didn't react. it off. He smiled. He smiled.
1: He smiled and backed off. I mean, something was probably said, said of course, but yeah. that guy's standing right in the huddle, just like the Nevada players did in that game the Aztecs lost last week. And, you know, the officials then huddle for about roughly 45 minutes. 45 minutes, minutes yeah. seemed like to try to determine what happened. They threw out. I guess they ejected two Utah State bench players, bench warmers yeah. and a, an assistant coach for leaving their bench. And the starting point guard for San Diego State was out of the game for like, almost no reason whatsoever. It's like, okay, you're really going to make this hard for the Aztecs to win a road game in a place that they had lost three in a row and four of their last five. Uh, and yet all of that happened, and the Aztecs still led by 16 at the half. Hold on, though.
2: I want to talk more about that ejection. I want to talk okay. more about... The poor man's Jason Sudeikis, that is the head coach of the of Utah State. What got him so red? Assed in that situation where it was his player that instigated the entire thing. Why did Dutch get teed up? Why did? Why I don't understand. I I I watch that and I go. He did. He smiled. Like he smiled. And and turned away after the guy wagged his finger. The guy that wagged his finger, by the way, stayed in the game. Did not get thrown out. No discipline whatsoever uh, for him. What got that coach so creased? Is he is he that kind of coach? Is he? I don't a know. Do you know I, you much know, about he's,
1: him? He's so Ryan Odom is his name. He got hired. He was the coach that pulled off the only sixteen over one upset in the history of the NCAA tournament when he was coaching Maryland Baltimore County. And they won as a 16 seed over Virginia. That's his claim to fame. Okay. But I don't know that much about him. I mean, yeah, he was uh, he was hot. he was he was definitely mad. Now this was a stressful game for them. This was probably like a make or break. We win this one, we're like a tournament team. We lose it, we may have to win the the Mountain West tournament to get in. And it's at home, so a lot of pressure on Utah State last night. And things weren't going well for their team in the first half. The Aztecs were on a run. They ended up. As I set up sixteen at half, so I can see why things were a little bit dicey for the Utah State team at that. Why, at that why point. they
2: were a little bit fired up, yeah, a probably. little bit
1: too intense, and then, you know, with the bad officiating and the choppiness of the game, I, I, it seemed like things just got a little emotional there. And you know, but that's that's on Utah State, that's their facility, and if it, you know, things aren't running smoothly, you can't blame the Aztecs uh, for the fact that the game wasn't running smoothly at that point. So, but then the second half, San Diego State just stopped scoring. You know, they the offense looked great in the first half, and then the second half, basically, they were up, you know, by around nine or ten for a good chunk of the half. But just looked like they wanted to to run the clock like a football team that is running, you know, up the middle and handing off and trying to bleed the clock to you, the end of the game. You could not
2: have gotten worse looks. Then the Aztecs got in the no. fourth quarter. Just wait twenty five seconds
1: and then get a, a bad well, shot off. Well, but
2: even in a couple of instances, I noticed. I'm like, bro, you got twelve seconds. You got twelve seconds to shoot. You don't have to throw that up from there. You got twelve seconds left on
1: the clock to shoot. Um, it was a little bit. I even think, the baskets they did make. Uh, you know, Matt Bradley hit a couple of. Oh my God, guys, right, right on him! I mean, away. Yeah, know, he, had, he had eighteen points, and if he hadn't hit those, the Aztecs probably would have lost. Yeah. Uh, because their offense was just so miserable in the second half, but they held on. Utah State had a chance to win it with uh, ten Two. seconds to go. They had the ball down one, uh, but they did not make the shot. And San Diego State ended up winning sixty three sixty one, and that's a it's a good road win. It's a tier, it's a uh, a, a tier one win. As what they, they call, call it? it? Yeah, quadrant, quadrant, quadrant one, one win. Essentially, I like on the that road. we just changed it to tier one. Why not? Everything it's a tier, one win. tier one. Tier one. Tier um, one. You know that. Their resume is is fairly complete at this point, uh, and now they've got a lead over. Got a full one game lead over Nevada and uh, Boise State in the Mountain West, and they got three games against lower tier opponents in the Mountain West coming up. If they just take care of business, then they they pretty much it's almost impossible to well, catch them.
2: And then down the stretch, uh, fourth quarter, late in the game. Azte- Second half, but yeah. Se- I'm sorry. Second half. Aztecs scrambling for the ball under the basket. Everybody going up for shots. Everybody getting mauled. And the refs are standing there like...
1: Oh, yeah. After calling everything on the Aztecs everything. all game long. I'm
2: like, what? Now? Now you're going to let them play it out? Like, are you kidding me? It was... It was. Look, Ben did not like the... Re- we all liked the result of the game. You didn't like how they let him back in it. But at the end of the day... Road win there was good
4: team massive. hostile environment yes. we're on the road. That's a but hell that's of a dumb. good win. Even that's if you maybe dumb. deserve to win, but. no oh.
1: bad, no bad win. Really, no bad road wins, and especially no bad road wins in the Mountain West. There, <laughs> anytime you went on the road in the Mountain West, it's an accomplishment. It's something really, really good for San Diego State and. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they they got exactly what they needed in that game last night. Now,
4: before we hit traffic, real quick, uh, going back to that exchange in front of the Aztecs bench with the technicals, I thought that this was actually um, some brilliant analysis from Pete Gillen on the Uh. CBS uh, broadcast.
2: Ryan Olman, lucky he didn't get a T. All right. I was wondering if somebody was going to bring it up. (laughs) As somebody that's been accused of, you know, <laughs> clearing my nose and <clears> throat> my throat. <clears> throat, it was so noticeable the entire game. <clears> this <throat> too is he? Is he known? For- I googled it. I go. I Twitter searched
1: Pete Gillen throat clear. I didn't
2: see anything, so maybe he, mean, he was known stuffy? for his, his
1: heavy yeah. New England accent. <laughs> Former head coach, obviously. He's got a, a serious Boston twang. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. Look, he didn't get a I
2: I didn't tweet about it, but I I noticed it. Nathan Menser. <laughs>
1: I, actually, I actually think that. How- that's uh, that's one of CBS Sports' is better college that's... basketball <laughs> broadcast teams. That was one of their A teams that they had in the game really last was. night.
2: Can you save those forever? <laughs> I know, but lucky he didn't get a team. <clears throat> <laughs> I went <out> all the <laughs> so I watched, I watched the first half in my office and had it on full volume. And then I went to my bed, and I didn't have it on full volume. Thank God, because it was making me insane. And it was, the play would be happening. And he wouldn't, like, say it before. He wouldn't do it before he started to talk. He would just do it. You know, they're dribbling up, and he'd go, Ugh. And then the other guy
1: would call the action. and go, eh. <laughs> it, was, it was so awkward because when the officials were trying to decide on the, the ejection <laughs> and the technical foul, they, they'd meet for like 10 minutes. Yes, they had to pay then, up. And then they go over and they explain it to Pete. To oh, me? yeah. For So he's just sitting seconds. there with his headset uh, off. Uh, what? And then Uh-huh.
4: Uh-huh. 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 uh-huh.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: Yeah. And then and- you just hear him. And then whatever he explains putting his turns out back to be
1: on. 100% wrong. He was so off he every time. Like
4: <clears throat> so what do you say? Pete? <clears throat> I died.
2: <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't want to be mean. Maybe he has a condition or something, but it it laid me out. I texted both of you guys. I go... I go. What's going on right now? I go. This is insane. It's like Howard Stern's producer. It's if you've ever listened to the Stern show, it's Baba Booey. He does it when he gets nervous yeah, it's around Howard. Like t- yeah, he, it's a tick. So when Howard talks to him, he goes. Uh-huh. They've been playing those clips for a hundred years on that show, and it's all I could think of yesterday. I was I busted a
1: gut laughing. As to uh, get the win, they'll be back home. It's uh, actually a day game on Saturday afternoon against UNLV. So. Uh, that's now that's just a no win game. What you know, you have to that's one of those yeah, like all danger, no no reward for beating UNLV at home. So that's next up for San Diego State. Let's get a quick check of traffic and then we'll wrap up the hour here on Ben and Woods. You can log in and listen to 973 the Fan on the Odyssey app or at ninety seven three the Fan dot com for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Coldplay sold out show at Snapdragon Stadium on September twenty seventh. Every hour you listen now through February nineteenth equals one entry in the contest. As long as we're talking about broadcasters, um, I wanted to bring you this one that I heard last night. Now, this was an uh, incredible finish for <coughs> in Division Three game, Woods. Uh, last night, a t- down four, uh, New Jersey City University pulled off a three-pointer, and then they sold the inbounds and hit another three-pointer at the buzzer uh, to win their game against Rowan. But I thought you'd enjoy the play-by-play, the... Very excited play-by-play announcer on the game-winning call here.
4: Inbound,
2: swung around, jump shot. It's good! Ryan Savoy cuts it to one, and NJCU has it! Floater, it's good!
3: It's good! Jason Paddle at the buzzer! NJCU wins!
1: It was an incredible finish. <laughs> in
2: five points in four seconds? Or five, uh, six points? Six points in, in four in seconds. In
1: like five seconds, yeah, including the steal to win the game. It's phenomenal. It He's it got, got a, jump exactly shot. shot. It's good! <laughs> Ryan Savoy cuts it
2: to one, and NJCU has it! Floater, it's good! It's has
3: Makes it battle at the buzzer! NJCU wins!
1: Brilliant. Really, what's the colleges? Uh, New Jersey City University and Rowan. Yeah, you're not going to get your top Division tier three, there, I would <laughs> imagine. Wasn't but. exactly Jim Nance on the call there, but uh, very uh, a lot of enthusiasm, which is good. All right, we'll come back. Uh, it is a Throwback Thursday. We'll take it back to a Super Bowl halftime show. About.
0: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.